0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speak podcast—the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy.
1: And Steve Wilson.
0: Hey, Steve. All right, good to have you back. Merry Christmas! And uh, you know, we are going to talk about everything new in the Stockyards today. So we have the chef of the new restaurant of the Stockyards, Chef Marcus Pasley, is our Christmas guest. And uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you, Marcus. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. You've kind of had a pretty busy holiday so far, so start off by telling us all about what it was like running Provider Hall in the middle of the national finals rodeo crowds in the stockyards, what yeah. it's been like the last couple of weeks, and uh, and tell us a little bit about, everybody knows you from Clay Pigeon, so tell sure. us all about the rodeo
2: and Provider Hall. Sure, well, you know, Pr- Provider Hall, we opened up in, in early July, so um tough time in the restaurant business to open a restaurant uh but you know you take it as it comes and kind of roll with the punches and uh the nfr the rodeo was was a big uh event obviously and a a welcome site for us from a business standpoint uh we you know we were we stayed pretty steady and very happy with the with the turnout we had what
0: did folks eat was this the big steak and beef eating crowd that people (laughs) talk about did they follow did they come through on that
2: they did, and uh, chicken fried steak I think was a big winner over the ten day stretch. So we sold quite a bit of that. <laughs> okay. Now, what do
0: you? I mean, I I never dreamed I'd be talking to you about chicken fried steak. But what, do you, what do you do different with your chicken fried steak? Or it, it's kind of made a comeback because both you and Tim Love are doing nice chicken fried steaks in the stockyards right now. So tell no, okay. us about your chicken fried steak and what makes it a little different from what I'd get down the corner at the plate lunch
2: diner. Sure. Well, we start off with a really high quality cut of meat. So it's New York strip. uh, It's prime. We tenderize it. We pound it out. So it's a it's a nice piece of of meat to start off with. Um, And then, you know, we just bread it traditionally. We don't try to get too crazy or or out of the box with it. You know, we're kind of right down there in the middle with with the traditional uh, flour breading on it. Flour, egg wash, flour. Uh, seasoned with salt and pepper, and then just a good country um, cream pepper gravy right over the top. Good gosh!
0: What was your? Did you grow up eating chicken fried steak in Arlington? Was there a chicken fried steak of your
2: of your memory that 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 uh, was the one that that uh, kind of you grew up on? Sure. Uh, yeah, we we ate chicken fried steak pretty often uh, when we'd go out, and um, actually, my mom made a really good one when she made it. She didn't make it very often because it, it was a destroyed the kitchen so she hated making it uh yeah. but uh, when she did it, it was pretty great yeah it was my job
0: to tenderize some of those cutlets for a while that was a good job for a little boy <laughs> to come in and be the the, the, the tenderizer till uh till yep. mom batters it and fries it we you know, fri- fried steak is something that i mean chicken fried steak is something that, that texans you know really love and uh, they say, say that you know jerry flubbins the great star telegraph travel writer used to say that there are only three food groups in Texas: uh, chili, barbecue, and fried. That those are the three. You know, <laughs> you know, everything fits into one of those. So, a lot of truth. I, to but now, let's not let people get the wrong idea because <laughs> Provender Hall is. This is not like Star Cafe. I mean, this is not right. like where you're walking in and everybody's having chicken fried steak. So, talk sure. a little bit about
2: Provider Hall. Well, I think you know there's a handful of things that makes us different. You know, of course we're. Uh, We've got all those Texas' greatest hits, like chicken fried steak, like burger, like steak. But, you know, we've got a raw bar there with stock full of oysters. You know, we've got the pimento cheese. We've got fresh pork rinds. We've got grilled trout. You know, so we've got a little bit of something for everybody. Um, And, you know, we're using high-quality products. So we're taking that. There's the trout with the – the trout comes with a hoppage John. There's the trout right now. Yeah, so we've got that black-eyed pea hoppin' john underneath it. and that Yeah, that, that's one gets, of the best dishes. It is great. And that trout gets grilled over an open flame, so it's got a really good smoky flavor to it. Um, yeah, we just get high-quality ingredients and try to treat them right and um, and and do, do what we know how to do. There's our steak frites right there, uh, which is Akoishi flat iron and... House-made French fries. So I,
0: I did uh, not take all these photos or eat all these dinners. I want that to be on the record. That I, <laughs> Steve, did, did, did you have? Did you eat all these? I didn't eat all these dinners. But if you took oh, all no, these pictures and ate all these dinners, I missed out.
1: No, no, uh, no. We, we they, they sent us these pictures, but I definitely okay. want to try the trout dish there with okay, the yeah.
0: uh, and, and a burger. I've been, uh, I met I love your burgers. of course the burger? burger the Clay Pigeon Burger, one burger of the year, a couple of years ago. Well, now we should tell mm-hmm. you, Provender Hall is on. Uh, East Exchange Avenue, and it's across the street from Cowtown Coliseum Mm -hmm. uh, next to Shake Shack, if you know where that is. And it's in this whole new part of the stockyards. It's a a new shopping area with an old name called Mule Alley. Uh, Marcus, can you tell everybody that doesn't know anything at all about what
2: we're talking about? How do you explain to people what Mule Alley is now? Well, it's, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, I think everyone knows what it used to be and you know that it was these vacant barns for for years and years and you know you'd turn down that off of exchange down that little alley and that was your pay to park parking lot i think that's how most people used it over the past several you know years um but if you haven't been there in a while you should check it out because it's completely different i mean it's you've got a awesome hotel at the end of the of it hotel drover all those barns that we're a part of have been refurbished and brought back to life uh you know we've gone in there a few others have gone in there and, and yeah. our stamp Bisc- on it biscuit bar shake shack any mm-hmm. other neighbors uh we got second rodeo brewing that's, uh, that's i think to right. open in february um uh, you got side saddle saloon which is sarah castillo that's going to be a from uh, teenies and taco heads right Side exactly. Saddle. Mm-hmm. yeah so that'll be a pretty cool spot um, and there's a couple of spots, you know, you got Luke Casey, there open. That's a really, really good place to shop, uh, proper. I mean, there's some, there's some good shopping and some good eats to be had. Yeah. This is the new part of the stockyards. This is the, this yeah. is the
0: new happening. Well, did people find their way to Mule Alley during the rodeo? Were there people who went down and looked at the, where the new hotel will be? To, was there,
2: was there good traffic in the new area? there was great traffic. Yeah. We were, we were very pleased with the amount of traffic and uh, the amount of people that we saw and, and seemed to be having a good time. Uh, let me, I'm, let me ask you, cause I, you know, some people have been concerned about the rodeo crowds and mm-hmm. I know
0: that you didn't have any outdoor dining to kind of help people. Were you able to manage people and, and manage the crowd? Uh, there are a lot of concern. Maybe the people weren't staying
2: six feet apart out there. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a tough deal. Anytime you get that amount of people together. Uh, but once they get inside, it's much easier to manage. I mean, you know, we've got all the signs posted. If they didn't have a mask, we gave them a mask, you know, and it was just about trying to, trying to stay on them when they there's got a, a good, picture. There's a good example of, there's a good example of the spaced out seating. And, I, I, right. and I, even I, like that we put a reserve sign on every other table so that it couldn't be set. Um, so yeah, we you know we're following the guidelines and and doing our part for sure. Uh, I tell
0: people I, I have a lot of heartburn and a lot of worry about inside dining right now. Sure. But really, the way tables are spaced out and people are separated, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of restaurants I see that people are safer eating there than having a group come over to their house. So uh, I I agree. Uh, so I just I'm not going to say it's safer, but I'm I'm going to say it's not. You know, it's not the worst possible Having a dinner for one hour at a restaurant that's taking precautions and safely distancing everybody is safer than having people come over to your house for three hours, I guarantee you. So. Yeah,
2: I, I'm inclined to agree with that.
0: But, uh, uh, now, restaurants seem to be a large space, too. It's
2: pretty big space, isn't it? It's it is, got, it's 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 got is, good ventilation and high ceilings, right, Mark? it really tall ceilings, so it's a good open air kind of feeling inside. A uh, lot, you know, a lot of air between between the floor and the ceiling. Yeah, yeah,
0: that 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 ventilation makes a huge difference out there. Oh. Uh, well, what's going to be next out there? I mean, I guess the hotel is the next big development. Yeah. Uh, what's the next? Uh, what's the next big event or the next
2: big uh, moment that the stockyards is really going to sparkle? Man, I think once that hotel opens, um, you know, I've heard rumors that it's you know end of February, end of March. I'm not quite sure what the date is there. But when that opens, that's going to be a, a big party and a big kickoff. And uh, hopefully it coincides with a little bit of, uh, you know, more freedom in terms of what we're allowed to do from a COVID standpoint. Um, and, and I think that's going to really be the big kickoff for everything. And then in
0: April is the 40th anniversary of Billy Boggs, Texas. And I think, yeah. you know, that'll just bring more attention to bring more people up. And uh, so, you know, people said, you know, why does he want to go to the stockyards? And then they said, why does he want to open up during a pandemic? But it's just proven to be a
2: it's proven to be a very soft opening, I guess. Agreed. Yes, agreed. You know, we were kind of joking around at the restaurant that this uh, during the NFR, it it was pretty busy. It's like, well, that's that felt like opening a restaurant. You know, that's what the opening should have felt like. Uh, We're a little delayed on that, but but it's okay. At least we got the doors open. We got. um a soft opening, as you call it, maybe a little extended, but um, but it's fine, and and we'll get there sooner or later. Now, for folks who don't know you, we
0: know you as kind of the uh, the still the young guy in town. You know, the young chef who uh, grew up in Arlington and came back and opened uh, Clay Pigeon, and, and uh, you know which you know, has been the, a great uh, steakhouse, and, and those Monday night burgers that are now every night on the menu uh, over in the the White Settlement area. You mm-hmm. were in the White Settlement Road area uh, before it was cool to be in the River District. So, yeah. you know, now you were over there then. And then Piatello, Italian right. kitchen in, um, in uh, the uh, uh, Bright Urban area over there. Right. In so, the water uh, side the, yep. Right. I mean, what's kind of what am I missing? I mean, I know you worked at neighborhood services and stuff in Dallas. What am I missing about telling people who you are
2: and where you're from? Well, um, I mean, it depends on how, back, how far back you want to go. But, uh, okay. you know, graduated culinary school from the CIA in Hyde Park, New York. Uh, and then uh, the wife and I kind of traveled around the U.S. from Alaska to to Vail, Colorado, to Seattle, to, you know, a handful of different places. Spending about 10, 12 years bouncing around. And, and I was working as a chef and learning as much as I could. And then, and then moved back here home and opened up Clay Pigeon seven years ago. and And here we are. Now, Steve knows Arlington. Uh, Marcus, what part of Arlington
0: did you grow up in? What were your favorite restaurants? And then, Steve, what do you think? What were some of
2: yours? Marcus, where do you like to eat in Arlington? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I, I grew up in South Arlington, and, uh, you know, there wasn't much that wasn't a chain uh, growing up. So, so it's, you know, it's hard to, hard to really pick out one there.
0: You're not going to say you went to Macaroni Grill. You're going <laughs> to fess up to that.
2: No, I'm, I'm not going to say it. No. <laughs> well, I hung around
1: there during college, so it was more like Mama's Pizza yeah. and uh, Candlelight uh, Candlelight and, Ann, and
2: Ann. Arlington. Yeah, that steak.
1: Was- yeah they yeah.
2: had a pretty good chicken fried yeah. steak, Arlington yeah. steak.
1: The uh, what yeah. Gilligan's the Irish nachos or something like
2: that? That was um, an thing. You're hitting the biggies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and different now. There's a there's some good shops over there now. Um, well. But yeah, I was growing up. It was, it
0: was chain or chain, and candlelight ends restored. And and uh, you do you remember the Arlington Steakhouse chicken fried steak? Do you remember what was distinctive about it?
2: It had that green gravy over the top. That,
0: that's right. They used the chicken broth so much that the 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 gravy was yellow and became almost yellowish green from <laughs> the, from the uh, from the chicken broth. So yeah, that's that's what it was known for. It was actually pretty good. But it, it threw it. people off sometimes when they get it and look at it. Then once yeah, they had some, they yeah. wanted to, they wanted to know why other places didn't have it. But it was it was, it was pretty distinctive. And then there was Campo
2: Verde. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, that place! I think you <laughs> can see it from outer space. It's it was lit up pretty good. <laughs> Were you there when they hung all those Christmas lights? That, that's oh yeah, a, yeah. A, that's,
0: uh, no, you you're not that old. You 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 you. It opened before you were born, I think. So it, it might have, but you yeah. know, we went there a handful of times. Yeah, so there you go. And well, Campo Verde, you know, gets people don't understand that that's kind of Arizona Sonoran menu. It's just kind of it's just kind of thrown together. It's a hodgepodge of a lot of different things. But people yeah. really, you know, a lot of times argue about the food and they don't really understand the intention of the food. Is there?
2: I guess the big thing is you got a big basket of sopapillas like you used to at ponchos yeah i think that was a big win that and the train that that went around the the top there when <laughs> that little kid was waiting on that train to come by it was a pretty big deal i don't
0: want to miss talking about your other restaurants here what do we need to know that's new at clay pigeon and talk a little bit about piatello piatello gets forgotten it's more of a neighborhood restaurant i think yeah. and deserves a little bit more attention and uh, yeah. talk about what yeah. you're doing now at those restaurants
2: well, you know, clay pigeons, uh, kind of our steady eddy. um, you know, keeping going. And, uh, right now we're, we're dinner only, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. So we're closed Sunday and Monday. Hopefully we can open that up more when, when the bridge opens up and everything else, uh, kind of happens over there. And then, uh, here at Piatello, which is where I'm at right now, uh, our Italian restaurant, it's, you know, it's actually done really well through the pandemic because we have such a great outdoor space um so our outdoor patio would fill up really quickly uh before the cold weather hit and it was really nice and we've done a a a little bit of remodel we've painted we've added some new furniture and we've put in some plants and stuff like that so if you haven't been in a while it'll look a little bit different uh but you know pietel has just been a, a great little italian spot for us and you know, I think, you know, biasly, it's it's the best value in town. Uh, I think it's phenomenal food and, and really fairly priced. So that's uh, it's been a good one. Is it only Tuesday through Saturday dinner or are you open for lunch any at all at Piatello? Uh We're open uh, dinner only, but seven days a week.
0: Dinner only seven days at Pietello, dinner Correct. Tuesday through Saturday at Clay
2: Pigeon, and then Provender Correct. is lunch and dinner. No, uh, you We opened up for lunch through the NFR, but that was just for the NFR. Um, okay, so we dinner d- dinner five days or dinner seven days. Yeah, five days, so we're closed dinner, Monday and Tuesday there. So
0: dinner dinner, dinner five days, but you can get dinner on Sunday there. Stevie, you were going to ask something. Oh, I just was going to mention that that the uh, fettuccine
1: I like the uh, the bolognese sauce is really good. That's yeah. I mean, just one of you know it's kind of like a favorite. You know, you, you try our stuff, I always go back to that
2: yeah that's a fan fave people love
0: it explain you know, the distinction of piatello and where piatello fits in the uh italian food definitions i mean people tend to think of <clears throat> people tend to think of the uh what what is generically de- described as red sauce italian you yeah know, and uh, kind of you know uh, tell
2: people where piatello fits in so piatello's uh traditional italian it's not american italian uh, which is kind of where that red sauce joint comes into play. Uh, so th- this is uh, real Italian food that you would find in Italy. Uh, fresh made pastas every day. Uh, you know, our, our bolognese, as Steve was talking about, it doesn't have tomato product in it, uh, which is very traditional, but not common around here. People think of that as a tomato-based product, and it's, it's just not. Uh, so, you know, we we get to play around a little bit with with some of those ingredients that i think don't get used a lot around here and it's 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 great i mean it's it's a wonderful little restaurant now you still do pizzas there too or just oh yeah 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 we do we do great pizzas um Mm -hmm. got the got the wood wood burning oven and um make our own dough and it ferments for two days and that's it's a great little pizza how's that center made it through covid Uh, and do you have any new neighbors coming in soon um let's see you know uh we, we lost a few neighbors, uh, and then it looks like I've, I've seen some action over here where Mikosina used, um, not Taco, Micosina, Diner. Taco Diner, where it used to be. So it looks like something's happening over there, but I don't know what it is.
0: Okay. So at one point, that was going to be a, uh, that was the, you know, uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens out there. Instead of, instead of guessing, I'll, I'll actually find out what's happening before I tell people. Maybe that'd be a good idea yeah that's kind it's of a problem. popsicle place still in front of you yeah exactly so it's a popsicle um, place still in front of you yeah <laughs> over there you still have the um the popsicle
2: place next to you uh yes yes um the uh, steel city pops is still steel there city Pop, if you've got a steel city pops then that's a that's a good draw so yeah it is and then a little uh cookie dough place just opened up next to it so uh see see how that goes
0: marcus where do you think fort worth fits in i mean you you've become kind of the name chef along with, uh, I mean, John Bunnell and all his charity work and his family packs and you know, sure. the reputation he's char he's carved and Tim love and all of his celebrity status, but you've kind of become the, 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 the local celebrity chef and the go-to for
2: particularly for tourists and for visitors. You know, where do you think the Fort Worth dining scene is going? Uh, I, I think it's climbing. You know, I think we were seeing a lot of great momentum pre COVID, um, and then you know, COVID hit obviously, and that, that's going to help distill things down a little bit to higher quality. And then we're going to have, um, m- my guess is, a, a good boom after it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're 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 on the rise, that's for sure. Uh, I, I look at us at the way probably Nashville was, you know, six seven years ago, just kind of really on the, on the cusp and and uh, got some good momentum behind it. So I'm I'm pretty excited.
0: This has been a year when we've tried to support all the little local operators and local chefs. What are, what are some little local places that you really love that you want people to be sure and support so they don't go away? Who are some of your favorite little local operators?
2: Yeah, uh, I like Paco's over there on Magnolia. It's a very much, full cool spot. Um, they're a lot of fun. Um, let's see, who else we got? Uh, you know, Taco heads, of course. You know, we seem to eat. Tex-Mex a lot, so uh, that's always yeah. fate. Um
0: What else? What else? Well, that's you know, the other. I mean, I can tell you that that one of the little Tex-Mex hole in the walls is just opened back up. But, you know, Hey It's the name of it on South Main is Jesus Barbecue in South Main Village, and it's been there on South Main for 50 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, they no longer have barbecue. It's always had barbecue and Tex-Mex, and now it just has Tex-Mex. But it's huh. one of the best places you ever imagine for old-time chili and cheese enchiladas. They, these are Texas, these are Tex Mex with the Tex enchiladas with you know soaked in chili, and uh, you know, gosh, and it's just reopened. They don't have table service; they just have a takeout window right now. But those enchiladas are perfect. So Jesus Barbecue and the nine hundred block of South Main is just. I re- would go check it out. Yeah, that's it. And they're only open from eleven. Till about five, but Jesus Borja found that he's now ninety-one years old. So he's one of our precious little senior statesmen, elder statesmen in the restaurant community, and they're yeah. still making and serving everything the way Jesus has over there for fifty years. So. That's awesome. And he like uh, what repainted and everything, right? Because. Uh, you know, a lot of the
1: new restaurants opened up around him and he kind of had to dress up a little bit. Well, you
0: know, that was the that was the, when you could tell South Main Village was really getting good was yeah. when Jesus Barbecue took the bars off the windows. And so, <laughs> you know, now it all looks nice. They have neons and, and it looks really pretty. And, and uh, so, you know, they, the whole family's really that, that, that little place has come, come a long way. Um, the, of course, we're getting close to Christmas. People will want to buy tamales. There's a roundup of that. All this is at starttelegram.com slash eatsbeat or dfw.com slash eatsbeat. Or you can kind of just follow the links. If you look on Twitter, uh, under eatsbeat on Twitter, you can see the links. There's a roundup of tamales. There's a lot of good tamale places. But Esperanza's is always the reliable. Uh, Cardona's uh, on the north side. Uh, Tommy, there's a new Tommy tamale in Keller that people love. The Politos restaurants have like eight flavors of tamales. They'll sell orders, and they also sell orders of pralines, which are really good. Mm. Uh, you know, there's there's some uh, there's all sorts of uh, where to find your your Christmas, uh, your your Christmas text mix, uh, you have different stories on on each beat. And uh, then there's a list also if you're looking for where to eat out on Christmas Day, if you're somebody who's wants to go to a hotel and uh, and have a, a big Christmas dinner with a family, or if you think that might be. A little bit better to go, like, on the patio at, uh, at, at uh, Cut and Bourbon in Arlington at the new hotel. That patio might be safer than going in your house to have Christmas dinner with the family. And they have a nice heated patio at, at uh, Cut and Bourbon. So mm-hmm. there's a list of where to go for Christmas dinner. All that's on the EatSpeak page. Uh, look at starcolorantcom slash EatSpeak. Steve, you have any other dining news? Have you had any good food the last couple of weeks? I've been... Quarantining and just uh, cooking at home. So. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, take out and cook in, and that's what everybody's been doing is is doing more cooking in, and a lot of us can't wait till we can get out again. Uh, Marcus, we can get out. Do you have curbside at Proventor? Do we come in and pick up the takeout?
2: Come in and pick up. Uh, we have curbside at, at Clay Pigeon and at Piatello. Uh, okay, and Piatello seems to be the most popular for that. You know, it's re- we got a really easy kind of cut in drive right there, and you know, it's that's done real well for us. Do we order by phone or is there online ordering? Yeah, just call up and uh, put in your order and we'll have it ready for you.
0: Call in the order and you'll bring it out to the car. All right. Well, that's great. And, um, you know, and we hope that uh, we'll get to come out and do these in one of your restaurants and and <laughs> do a podcast in some show. That's our goal for 2021 is to actually get out of I these three wait. little boxes. <laughs> and and uh, We each have our, our little three little boxes. And our goal for 2021 is to actually get out of the boxes and come see you. So, well, Mark, yeah. Chef Mark. Chef Marcus Pasley of Providence Hall, thank you very much again for being our guest on the Eat, Speak podcast. Until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy.
2: Thanks, Kim. Both of you.